Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, JT. And I want to continue to thank each and every one of you guys for continuing to check all of our devotionals out on the social media platforms and on all outlets. And we've been navigating all month long through the book of Jonah. Um, on our Sunday services, Pastor Mike and, and the team, Pastor Chris, man, they've been doing an amazing job with navigating through the book of Jonah. And we're going to continue to do that through these devotionals the rest of this week. I'm going to be reading in Jonah uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. But you know I can't get into the word without declaring that word over you. And I declare in Ephesians 5, 8 and 9, it says that we should live as children of light. And the fruit of light consists of this. It's goodness, it's righteousness, and it's the purity of the truth. So, man, I just want to continue to go in through Jonah right now. We're going to look at Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. And without any further ado, let's hop into the word. It says in verse 1, this change of plans greatly upset Jonah. And he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. And this is Jonah. Jonah said, didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God. So Jonah knew the nature of God. He said, you are slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He said, you are eager to turn back from destroying people. He said, just kill me now, Lord, in verse 3. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. And verse four says, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? As I was meditating on this uh, passage um, this week and getting ready for this devotional, this passage took me back to a, a situation and a time that was in my life. When I was in high school, man, we used to, right before the games or during game week, we used to go to this restaurant, you know, about two or three times a week. And one of our teammates, one of our closest friends, he actually worked. He was a waiter at this restaurant. So that's my boy. That's our homeboy. That's our dog, our teammate. You know, when we go to the restaurant, sometimes he would do an excellent job when he waited on us. Sometimes he would do just a decent job. But then sometimes he would do a terrible job. And we'll let him know that. You know, as teenagers do, we'll let our boy know that he did a, a bad job. But I thank God that he gave, you know, all of us and, and myself uh, specifically, man, gave us love and compassion and gave us mercy and, and grace for people. Because no matter if he did an excellent or decent or bad job, I still tip my brother in a generous way because that's the love that we had for him. But that same brother, when we would go to uh, restaurants and we would have a waiter or a waitress come to us and to serve us, that waiter may do an excellent job, that waiter may do just a decent job, or that waiter may do a not-so-good job, may do a terrible job. But because that same love, that same grace, that same compassion that we showed to our brother, that we showed to all people, we still tip that waiter generously. But the funny thing that happened in those moments was our brother, who was a waiter, would get mad because we tipped the waiter generously. So there was two things that was wrong with that, with that situation. First of all, bro, I love you, but this is my money, and I can tip generously if I wanted to, right? But the second thing is this. Our brother had forgot about the times that he brought when he was a waiter, when he waited on us, that he brought our food back cold, that he bought our food back at a time that it was just too late, we didn't even want to eat no more, that he got our orders wrong, that he didn't give us the right drinks, whatever the case may be. 
our brother forgot about those times that he would do those things, but we would still tip him generously. So what am I getting at with all this? See, in this situation, a lot of times we are like Jonah in our lives, right? We're like, man, we go to church. We've been saved. We have salvation. Man, we're walking this thing out with God. We're disciplined. We have our spiritual disciplines going on. And then we see some people that are in the world that may be partying, may be getting drunk, may be, may be getting lit, whatever the case may be, whatever name you want to put to it. And then those people give their lives to God. And then God immediately started to bless them without them being destroyed, without them going through any type of destruction. And we get mad at that because that person may have uh, didn't go through the same things that we had to go through when we got saved. So we feel like we can control God's grace and his mercy, right? See, this reminds me of, of the parable that Jesus told in Matthew chapter 20, where this landowner, where he goes out at 6 o'clock in the morning and he meets these guys in the city. And they agree upon, they have a contract that they're going to get paid one denarius, right? They're going to get paid this specific amount of money. So they set that in stone. So they go to work at 6 o'clock. The landowner goes back out at 9 o'clock in the morning. He goes back out at noon, and he goes get more workers. And then he goes at 3 o'clock, and he grabs more people. And then he goes at 5 o'clock. Now, work days end at 6 o'clock. So if you go at 5 o'clock and grab people to work, they're only going to be working for an hour. So at the end of the day, at 6 o'clock, when the, the landowner grabbed everybody together and he goes to distribute the pay, the people who had been working for one hour got their pay. And so the people who had been working for 12 hours, they're coming up to the landowner. And they're like, man, I know we're going to get an extra, a super abundant amount of pay because we've been working the whole day. We've been working for 12 hours. We've been out here laboring and toiling and spinning and doing all these things. And then they get the same amount that the person that had been working one hour did. And they started to get mad at the landowner. It was like, man, we've been working in this hot sun all day. We've been laying bricks. We've been doing all these things. And the landowner says, man, but you agreed to receive this pay at the beginning of the day, right? You, you agreed to receive this. And this is my money. The landowner saying, this is my money. Can't I do what I want to with my own money? And this parable is contrast and this parable is explained. This is what the kingdom of God is like. God says, man, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. See, what all this is saying is this. God's grace, God's mercy, God's unfailing love, God's faithful love, it extends not just to people who have been saved for 20, 30 years or saved just about all their lives, but it's extended to a person who has been saved just for only 30 seconds. See, God is, is a merciful God. All human beings were created in his image and likeness, according to Genesis 1.26. So how can us, how can we try to control God's grace and mercy and who he gives it to? See, that was the issue with Jonah. Jonah had a problem. He had a good problem and a bad problem. His good problem was that he knew that God was a merciful God. He knew God's unfailing love. He knew that God will redeem people from the pit. He knew that God will crown us with love and tender mercies, that God will forgive us for our sins and separate us as far as the east is, the west is, from all of our iniquities. Jonah knew that in his heart of hearts. But Jonah had a bad problem as well. His bad problem was the same thing as his good problem. He knew God's mercy. He knew God's faithfulness. He knew that his faithfulness extends to all generations. He knew that he would crown everybody with love and tender mercy. And when people come and turn away from their wicked ways and repent and turn away from their sins, that God would be merciful to forgive them and to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. 
So what Jonah was trying to do, he had his plan of what the people of Nineveh should get. He had in, in his plan of what their punishment should be. God said, no, it's about 120, 140,000 people in this city that I care about and have been created in my image and likeness. And you may want them to be punished and destroyed, but my mercy, I will be going against my character if I don't forgive and give them a second chance. See, Jonah, he was a prophet and he had God's word. But Jonah, as great as he was as a prophet, he didn't necessarily have God's heart. And I think that's where the issue was with him. So how can we apply this to our lives? See, we see in many times throughout the gospel, even the, the parable of the, the prodigal son, that when the son came back home from being in the pig pen and his brother was kind of upset that the father would accept him because he had been there the whole time. He never received the party. He never left. He never spoiled his inheritance. But I always think about that story and be like, man, us as the church, see, instead of being upset when the person comes back from the pig pen, how about we go and get the person out of the pig pen? See, the Bible talks about that. In 1 John 5, the Bible says that if we see somebody who is committing a sin that, will lead to, that doesn't lead to death, we should pray to God to give them life, and he will do it. Or in John, I'm sorry, in James 5, in the last verse, it says that if we see anybody, any believer that is committing sin, and if we go and get them and bring them back into the faith, then we will save their souls from death, and it will conquer a multitude of sins. So that's why we should apply this to our lives. If we see anybody that is walking in a way that is leading to destruction, let's not wish more destruction on them from God or the wrath of God upon them. Let's go out and grab our brother and sister and bring them back into the faith so that God's mercy, his love, and his continued love for them will continue to shower them. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the word that has went forth today. I thank you that this word will be a seed, Lord, that falls on good soil of the hearts of your people. Father, I pray that we will be people of love, that we be people of mercy. Father, your word says that your love never fails. Father, that your love never ends, that your love, Father, endures all, that it hopes all things, that it believes all things, that it bears all things, that your love is patient, your love is kind, your love is not envious, your love is not jealous, Father God. Lord, and your love does not keep a score of who's right or who's wrong, that you crown us with your love and your tender mercies each and every day. And Father, grace is not something that we can earn. Grace is not something that comes by works, but grace comes Father God, Lord, through faith in Jesus Christ. So we thank you right now, Father, Lord, that you are showering us with your love and those, Father, who we may disagree with their lifestyles, that we are not criticizing them, Father, or wishing destruction upon them, but we are going out into the pig pen and bringing them back into the faith to continue, Father, to save their souls. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.